Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Wednesday, March 29th, and I'm your host, Sonnet Hines, reporting for CJRU, 1280 AM in Toronto. For a first story of the day, Hamilton police are struggling to recruit new officers. Then, rent at some single-room occupancy units are more than $1,000 in what is meant to be affordable homes. After, the overdose crisis is escalating among Alberta children and youth. So with all this news, let's get started. There were only 1,000 applicants to the Hamilton Police Service in 2022, which dropped from 1,900 in 2020. One man named Eric Luna Martinez said his life revolved around police his whole life. I was born in Mexico and I had a grandfather who was a police officer, he said. Martinez is 17 and said he wants to become a part of the police force, but has reservations. The hatred people have towards the police and police brutality, that is pretty bad and quite frankly, very demotivating, he said. Another man named Lucas Giles is a 20-year-old who wants to become an officer, but gets worried about staffing levels. These concerns from Martinez and Giles are reasons why the Hamilton Police Service is having trouble, as well as other police forces, in terms of trying to recruit people. The drop in applicants has people questioning the quality of applicants to fill positions of officers who retire or leave, according to CBC News. This comes after eight officers died on the job across the country just this past year. The police have also seen more scrutiny for their use of force and taxpayer dollars. Sergeant Ryan Smudnicki, in charge of recruiting, said those who apply to the police force have dropped in the last five years. Each year, their goal is to approve around 15 to 20 applicants, then have 14 weeks of training at the Ontario Police College to become sworn officers. While the pandemic made recruitment a challenge, He said the recent police deaths might be a deterrent for people. Scott Blanford, the Program Coordinator of Policing and Public Safety Programs at Wilfrid Laurier University, said police are looking to scale back militarization. Blanford said this could help the efforts of adding more diversity to the police force. Luna Martinez had to reconcile being racialized and his hopes to pursue policing. It does seem like family and friends feel a bit betrayed, he said. Martinez believes that being racialized means he can connect with other people of color. Advocates say rising rent is creating financial barriers for those who are at risk of homelessness. Downtown Vancouver has more than 160 single-room occupancy buildings, SRO, that have a bed, typically with a shared kitchen and bathroom. The units are meant to serve as a part of the city's affordable housing stock. According to the City of Vancouver website, SRO housing is seen as the last stop before homelessness. But without control measures in place, rent at privately owned SROs continues to go up, sometimes reaching more than $1,000 a month. Advocates say this is creating barriers for those who are the most vulnerable population in the city. Johnny Luden, 
has lived at the Grand Union Hotel with his girlfriend, which is an SRO in Vancouver's downtown east side. The couple pays $1,300 a month, which gives them, them a single room, shelves, and a sink. The building also has shared bathrooms and kitchens. Luden says he sees all sorts of insects and rodents in his unit. Additionally, he says fights are common and bullet holes in the wall have been plastered over. The couple also says they have to use a space heater because oftentimes they feel cold in their room. It feels disgusting. It feels like a slap in the face considering how much I'm paying, said Luden. Being in addiction and not having enough money for a better place because the rent is so high here, it feels like the barriers are insane. This situation is an example of a larger problem. Wendy Peterson, executive director of the SRO Collaborative, says rent for an SRO unit is $600 a month, but sees landlords put out suites for more than $1,000, according to CBC News. She says fewer residents can afford to live in SROs. The problem is there is no place for these people to go when they get pushed out by rent increases or deteriorating conditions, said Peterson. Trigger warning as this story contains details of self-harm. The overdose crisis is escalating in Alberta and it is impacting younger children. Four months after child intervention workers withdrew their services, a 13-year-old died from a drug overdose. The Alberta girl began harming herself and using drugs at a young age. At 12, she tried overdosing on over-the-counter medication, and a year after that, she died from drug toxicity. Wren's death shows an alarming trend that Terry Pelton, a child and youth advocate, shared in a new report. The report covers the deaths of 18 young people in the span of six months between April 1st and September 30th, 2022. Wren's name is a pseudonym as well as the names in the report. Twelve of the young people were receiving child intervention services at the time of their death. Six others received intervention services within the previous years, according to CBC News. Of all the deaths, five were caused by drug toxicity, and in two cases, it is expected that the death was caused by drug toxicity. That is all with top stories. Here's Krishika. Hello, everyone. My name is Krishika Jathani, and I'm going to be your segment host for today. In honor of St. Patrick's Day just passing by, I have an interesting story regarding the Irish and their lucky charms. According to the Good News Network, a new poll showed that the luck of the Irish may actually be a real thing in Ireland based on the results. The results showed greater fortune for residents in Ireland. Residents living in Emerald Isle showed an average of 40 fortunate moments every year in comparison to the rest of the UK. This was almost a 10% increase according to the Good News Network. 49% of Irish people describe themselves as lucky and blessed in comparison to 40% somewhere else. 
In comparison, 66% of UK adults think they deserve some good luck in their lives as well, according to the Good News Network. A spokesperson for Lotto Land in the UK, who originally made the Lucky in Life quiz to celebrate the Irish Lotto draw, believes that luck might be a strange concept. According to Good News Network, the spokesperson said the following quote, Most people question whether it really exists, but some people certainly seem luckier than others, something our Lotto winners would attest to. The survey also asked if there was anything they considered to be their lucky charms. According to Good News Network, some of the top 10 lucky charms in Ireland are a lucky number, a bracelet, coins, rings, and a four-leaf clover, among others. 38% of Irish respondents have a lucky charm, while only 23% of UK adults carry one. Regardless of lucky charms, a quarter of respondents were grateful for having good health as they considered it can be decided by luck. 57% of residents from the Republic of Ireland have experienced beginner's luck, while only 36% of people in England, Wales, and Scotland have experienced it, according to the one-poll data. According to Good News Network, the spokesperson also questioned the following quote. The question is, do you have to be born in Ireland to enjoy that luck, or can you simply move to Dublin or Galway and enjoy a boost to your fortunes, the spokesperson said. I hope you enjoyed listening to this interesting story about Irish luck. Do you agree with the results of the poll, or do you think everyone can find luck their own way? For CJRU 1280am, I am Krishika Jathani. Let's send it back to the host. It is time to wrap up today's newscast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next Wednesday with some more news at Morning Mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow. It's CJRU, 12.80 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Sonnet Hines. Thanks for listening.